0: In today's episode we're speaking to the amazing Lisa Halton. Lisa is a certified personal trainer, nutritionist and a group exercise instructor. She helps women reclaim their health to activate their wealth and in today's episode we're speaking to Lisa to find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. I'm your host, Gur Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gur Khan, your Money Mindset Expert. And today we have the pleasure and the honor of speaking to the wonderful, the beautiful Lisa Holton. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you, Lisa. So we've heard your intro. Everybody knows how amazing you are. But please, in your own words, tell us what it is that you do. Yes, so I am
1: a wellness coach and a certified personal trainer, and I really specialize in helping females, typically moms, really learn how to live their healthiest and happiest life through personalized nutrition, which then also helps them boost their
0: wealth. Wonderful. Fantastic. Now, Lisa, how did you get started with this journey? I mean, obviously, you don't wake up one day and decide that you're going to help you know, ladies or especially moms sort of focus on the theme, on their on the bodies and their nutrition. What's your journey been like and how did you end up being here? Talk us through your, you know, through your journey.
1: Yeah, so I've been in the health and fitness space for um, over 13 years now. I started as a personal trainer in the large box gyms in the United States I've worked with everyone from athletes to little kids. I've worked with um, the older population in getting over injuries through, you know, high school athletes wanting to go to division one colleges. And so I've kind of worked with everything in between. And really, my passion lies in helping females learn how to live their happiest and healthiest lives. Because once you can do that, you can open yourself up to some great wealth. Because most people don't realize that your health is connected to your wealth. Agreed. Yeah. -hmm. Once I was in the gym space, uh, I decided I wanted to make a bigger impact in my community. And I decided to open my own brick and mortar gym. So I opened a gym in November of 2014. And that takes a lot of mindset work to be your own uh, business owner, especially brick and mortar. And so it's a big roller coaster owning a small business. You're kind of everything from... HR to
0: IT to the janitor and everything in between. I can imagine. So, did you start from scratch? Did you buy that business, or how was how was that? I opened it
1: from scratch. Uh, it was my own idea, so not a franchise. Uh, so we just kind of had to learn as we grew, and lots of growing pains. And I really loved the community that we built. We built um, an amazing community, primarily of females that really wanted to learn how to be healthy and how to still have fun. I think so many people think that being healthy means eating chicken and broccoli and being very strict. Um, But in reality, you can still have a glass of wine, you can still eat your pizza, have your favorite brownies. It's just all about moderation and mindset around that. And so we worked a lot in my gym on mindset. And then uh, COVID hit, of course, and in the United States, they shut uh, gyms down. And so after a few months of being shut down, we just decided to not reopen. So I I pivoted to the online space and continued working um, in the online space as a personal trainer. But now as the few years have kind of passed um, in the online space, I really have narrowed it down to working just with moms primarily that want to um, not only be healthy, but they also want to help their community be healthy therefore growing their mindset growing their wealth because i do feel like um as women we tend to help our children and our community more so if we're healthy and we make money we spread that money
0: around to our community and we can really reinvest and help other people i agree 100 100 so talk us through this you know i it takes a lot of courage to set up a business and even more so, to have the gumption to stick to the decision and continue with it, especially with the ups and downs and these growth pains, uh, I am also familiar with those. How did you work upon that? I mean, how did you go from because there's certainly so personal trainers out there. Not everyone's able to go out and open up their own, you know, start from scratch as well, open up their own gym. How did you work on your mindset? How did you work on this idea that you could actually open it up yourself and run it yourself, etc.? So talk us through that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I always wanted to have my own gym because I always felt like there was a, a piece that was missing in the gym atmosphere that I could kind of solve that piece. And that piece truly was community and making mm-hmm. women feel a little bit more included. Um, I think the big box gyms in the United States, um, they're very maybe off putting to females because it's just a lot of big machinery. They don't know how to use it. A lot of men are in there um, grunting and like, <laughs> just like smelling and, and you know, doing the things that men do, uh, which is fine. But I think that turns a lot of females off. And then yeah. they're afraid then to go in and to learn how to lift weights, which really um, is very important for females. You know, and that's why most females kind of hang back and maybe take classes or run on the treadmill is because they're just too afraid to get in there by themselves. Yeah. So. Um, In my space, we opened, um, we really wanted to grow a community that they felt comfortable asking those questions and they felt comfortable coming in and learning um, how to lift weights, how to, you know, really be as healthy as they can be. And it's more than just a number on the scale. Mm -hmm. So that I had a dream, I had a vision of what I wanted. And, um, you know, after doing a bunch of market research, we decided to go for it. And the mindset, you really have to shift your mindset to from an employee
0: mindset to a business owner mindset. Yes. That, yes. The major, that is the major uh pivotal moment when you go from being an employee mindset into mm-hmm. an employer mindset into in terms of a, a business owner mindset. And that is where a lot of people stumble because they 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 remain somehow in the employee mm-hmm. mindset, which is allowing somebody else to make the decisions. It's allowing somebody else to have the responsibility of making it a success. When you have a business, it's your responsibility, it's your baby and the buck stops with you. So this I find with a lot of people who are even in the corporate world, they don't know how to pivot from being an employee, as albeit a multi-six multi-six figure owner. Mm-hmm. They still are employees, not business owners.
1: Correct. And you know, and as a business owner, nobody is going to tell you what to do. Okay. Uh, even your even your business coach you hire, you know, you when you make that switch to being a business owner, you now are responsible for that business and for your clients and for everything that's inside those four walls, or if it's virtual, everything that's happening kind of on your website and, and within your circles. And so you really have to make that mindset shift to know that you're the one responsible. And so if you decide to you know take a day off to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day long, the work isn't going to get done because especially as a new business owner, you probably don't have a lot of employees or maybe some independent contractors helping you. You need to be there doing the work, yeah. and you know you 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 don't get the two weeks off or the six weeks off that you get as an employee. Um, there are other benefits that you get from being a business owner, but you truly have to embody being a business owner and learning learning as you go and growing and knowing it's okay to
0: not be perfect. You're going to make mistakes, but that's all about owning a business. Mm. Okay, so that I think this is a major major point about it. Now, how did you? deal with the ups and downs of when you have, I mean, it's a learning curve, of course it is. Yes. And there are lots of growth pains. How did you deal with those day to day and sometimes major obstacles that came your way as a business owner? And even now when you had to pivot, I mean, COVID is the biggest, <laughs> biggest curve that Mother Nature through us or somebody else, whoever did, yeah. but it has been a major turning point for a lot of businesses. What gave you the courage to make the decision? Okay. We're not, we're not opening anymore. And we're going to pivot once more and this time go off of the online space. And then actually, I'm actually going to target my audience more specifically rather than women or, you know, men. It's going to be mothers who are looking to work on their nutrition. How did you go down that path and come to that conclusion? And how did you have, again, how did you work on your mindset to be able to say, you know, I'm going to focus exactly on just these this audience and I'm going to work with them. So talk us through that as well.
1: Sure. So we made the decision to uh, close the gym after looking at financials, right? Because as a business owner, especially females, I think when females own businesses, sometimes they tend to shy away from looking at the numbers because you don't want to see, maybe you don't understand them or you don't want to see where it's gone wrong. But as a business owner, you have to look at it objectively and look at it kind of as a third person would be looking at it and say, okay, what's working? What's not working? How can we adjust? And, you know, I just felt that uh, even though as soon as we closed, we pivoted to the online space and taught online classes, I just felt that that's not where I wanted to be. Uh, My audience, I don't think was loving being, you know, taking online classes all the time. And really, um, it kind of sucked the life out of me, to be honest with you. Um, When COVID hit, I think it had such an effect on how people reacted to other people and I didn't really want to deal with that anymore. I didn't want to deal with people complaining all the time or saying they maybe didn't like the class format or whatever it might be because they're you know they're having a bad day or they're having trouble homeschooling their kids or they're X Y Z during this time. I didn't really want to continue taking all of that on. So that combined with looking at the finances and saying it's not feasible because. We don't have money to pay the rent. (laughs) And so uh, we just decided to, you know, close it. But then what happened when I pivoted was I did take a few months off. um, And I decided, you know, during that time, I was just going to enjoy summer Um, And I was just going to kind of focus on who I truly love working with and and who do I really want to help and inspire and encourage going forward. And it, it, you know, it really came down to to moms, um, especially, you know, women that are maybe in their forties or late thirties and forties, because I can relate to that. Like I have a teenager, I'm in my early forties, I can relate to some of those hormone issues we're going through. But I also feel like, um, like I said earlier, Moms truly are like the backbone of the community. So if I can give them the skill set in order to help them be their healthiest, teach them to change their mindset a little bit, show them how health and wealth are related to each other, then they can just help their
0: community. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. I do believe that because I think that when when. Moms, working or otherwise it doesn't really matter which one but moms in general do have the backbone because they are actually not only bringing up the next generation but they are actually formulating their minds forming their minds and helping them to understand how the world works right. um, you know directly or indirectly it's with both, both ways and how they behave and if they are eating right, if they're looking after themselves, if they're behaving in a certain way, that message is conveyed through subliminally and obviously directly as well to the children of this is what we should be eating, this is how we should behave and this is how we should treat our body. But if mum is exhausted, which most of my mums are actually, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter if they're working or not, they're still, they seem to be still exhausted, their time gets occupied one way or the other and they're constantly tired and they're constantly you know, not giving themselves a priority that they should be giving. That message is conveyed on to children and especially girls mm-hmm. that if they once to become mothers, they need to be self-sacrificing. And I know that I picked that a message from my mother that I need to be self-sacrificing and should just waste away my life for my kids as long as I'm and only then I'm a good mother. It took me a lot of reprogramming of my mind to think, you know, I need to look after myself because only if I'm healthy, if I'm you know happy, will I be able to give my children a happy home? Really, so it's, it's a real big, much bigger thing than them and then they women realize that you know, even if they're in, in the corporate jobs, just because you're in a corporate job does not mean you're giving me your control model to your children because you need to showcase the fact that you are looking after yourself, you are respecting yourself, you're respecting your boundaries, especially, your, you know, you're getting enough sleep, enough nutrition, enough exercise to live a healthy life. And this is such a major example that we need to pass on to the next generation. Otherwise, we give the message: it's okay, you know, we, we, we can survive on four hours of sleep. And I remember females, you know, laughing about it and just being proud about them sleeping on four hours. I think that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. Um, I like to say
1: that food food has energy. Well, it does. Food has energy. So if you fill your body with high energy food, being vegetables, fruits you know, whole grains, proteins, things that grow from the ground, if you're filling your body with those foods that have that high energy, that's going to give you the energy you need in order to go out and to start that business you want, or to, you know, create the six-figure income that you want, or to be the best, you know, lawyer or chef or whatever it is that you want to be. But you can't do that if you're filling your body with processed junk food that just
0: has a low frequency. Okay. Okay. And so t- talk us through this. I mean, you, you know, you are the, the sum of all your decisions and, um, you know, in past experiences. What, what were you doing before you became, a, a, became a, you know, a personal trainer? What kind of training did you come through? Because I think this is important to remember, because so, everything you do beforehand trains you up for what you do in the next chapter of life. So what were you doing before being a personal trainer? Yes,
1: yeah, so I actually have a business degree Um, so before being a personal trainer, I, you know, went to high school, went to college. I have a a business degree and I actually worked, um, in business for a few years, uh, prior to deciding that is just not my path. I don't think that I can stab people in the back to work 70 hours a week for somebody else to climb that ladder. Uh, that's just not who I am and what I want to be. If I'm going to work 70 hours a week, I would rather do it for myself and make my own money and have a community around me as opposed to, um, you know, going up against other people trying
0: to make that money and climb that golden ladder. Wonderful. All right. So, you know, what kind of... um... So most of our audience tends to be um, corporate, um, you know, either they the ex-corporate employees or the current employees, but they're looking to transition over from a corporate job into, uh, into entrepreneurship. They're, they're literally entrepreneurs at heart, and they've either transitioned over or are transitioning over or thinking about transitioning over. And a lot of these would be women who are mothers also because, uh, you know, the, the target audience is from 30, uh, 30 to 60. So what would you sort of advise to these women while they're thinking, hang on a minute, you know, Lisa, what you're saying is great about nutrition and, and I understand all of that, but I haven't got time to think about it. I'm running a you know, full-time job where I'm doing 50 plus hours there. I've got a, a kids at home there and I'm trying to handle a side hustle or thinking about having a side hustle. Where am I going to have the time to think about nutrition and exercise or whatever the other time me This is too much. You know, this, I, I can't listen to at the moment. I need, I need, to, I need a break. What would you say to someone like that? And this is a real, real example because we have women who are doing, trying to do that, managing the home and the jobs, as well as trying to build a side hustle because they're going to get away from the job. What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, what I would say uh, first off is to look at your schedule and write everything down, kind of like time blocking. So write everything down that you do over the course of the day and allot it a certain amount of time. So if you are working a corporate job and you work for nine or 10 hours, you would allot that. You need to allot your commute time if you have a commute. And you can actually see once you write all that down that you probably do have a little extra time to get in a 10 or 15 minute workout a couple days a week or to meal prep one day a week for an hour so that you have food and leftovers to eat for the rest of the week. It just comes down to finding those little pockets of time that you actually do have that you may not realize. And putting in your priorities in there. Because if you want your health to be a priority, you do have to make time for it. And that might mean cutting out a TV show or it might mean um, not uh, taking the dog out for a walk. Maybe the kids can take the dog for a walk or a spouse or a friend can take the dog for a walk while you're meal prepping or planning so that you have healthy meals to eat for the week.
0: Okay. So you're saying it's all about time management or managing yourself around your time, the time that you have. And I do agree with that point that but here's I'm going to put, play the devil advocate at the moment I find after doing all because I, do, I have multiple businesses after doing all my all my my work for my businesses and my children and everything else I'm mentally exhausted not physically but mentally exhausted so I'm thinking ah, I'll do it tomorrow and when I watch tv I don't watch much tv anyway but when I am it's pure I, I pure exhaustion I just want to be a vegetable and I don't want to think so obviously that comes on and I'll put something on like I don't know, Friends or the Big Bang Theory, something that would entertain me, but without using any brain power. And um, so it's, it's purely just um, junk food for the mind, as I was saying, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So how would, you know, what would you say to someone like that? He's like, listen, I know what you're saying, but by the time I get home, I'm so mentally exhausted. I am at the time to think about moving know, food prep or what, or what have you. I'm just, I'm just barely, you know, lucky to be alive at that moment in time. I'm sitting on the couch and I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to get through the next day? Yeah.
1: So for my clients who have those issues, what I tell them is to start on the weekends. So do a 10 minute workout on Saturday and a 10 minute workout on Sunday. Um, you know, get your groceries ordered online so that you get them on Saturday or Sunday. Take 30 minutes to meal prep any food that you need to for the week, so that when Monday through Friday comes, you don't don't need to push yourself to do that workout. You can have your healthy meals already made for you. Um, you can just Microwave them or reheat them, whatever you feel like. And then on the weekend, you can take a little bit extra time to again meal prep and maybe get that workout in because you have those little extra hours where you're not going to your corporate job.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's okay. So again, it's working out, seeing where it is they have some lit pockets of time, including weekends, starting off with weekends. Because I think, I think everyone can manage the weekends. If you're home on the weekend, you can definitely manage in a meal prep time on the weekend. Yes. And and um, and and do ten fifteen minutes workout on each of those those two days, and it's building up that momentum and getting into the habit of exercising and and looking after yourself. Because I remember, when I when I when I plan for the week. I'm Sundays is the day when I plan the meals for the rest of the week, what I'm going to do. I don't cook every day. I cook every other day. And I make enough food on one day to be able to carry over the next day. Mm-hmm. And then one week we have takeout. So it, it doesn't take that long to prep mm-hmm. your meals and prep your stuff. It's just a mindset shift because it's just a mindset thing that oh, I have to do this and this and then I haven't got this added thing on top. You can easily just do that on a Sunday as a one day dedicated to just rest and just have an hour, half an hour, an hour for the prep and um and getting the exercise in both ways i'm currently at the moment joining a gym now i used to have a person trainer but now i'm going back in the gym because i need to get out of the house because i work online i'm always at home personally i came to i didn't do anything something that will get me out of the house mm-hmm. and i'll be in a gym and even and if it's like meeting one other person so some kind of human contact outside of the house right yes um and yes so- the gym And I and also the other benefit is my daughter will be you know I can go with my daughter on the weekend so on Saturday or Sunday one of those two days I can take my daughter along and we can go together um and uh, and do the workout but again it's just finding the time in your busy schedule and prioritizing yourself I always say. People don't have the time. They have to make the time. Mm-hmm. And make time for things that are priority. If your life, if your health, if your uh, physical body is not a priority, you'll find excuses. If it is a priority, you'll find the time.
1: Correct. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's just how we use and prioritize those 24
0: hours. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So we'll, on that note, we're, we're going to wrap up. So Lisa, tell us, how can we connect with you on the internet? How can we find you? Yes, I would love for you to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Lisa Holton,
1: H-O-L-T-A-N. Or if you're interested in my free guide, it is the three
0: hormone hacks to help you start burning fat. You can find that on lisaholton.com. Wonderful. And so if you're watching this, sorry, if you're listening to this on the podcast, then in the show notes, we will have the links that Lisa just mentioned. You can go down and go and check her out. And you go down and download the freebie that she's just offered. And if you are watching us on YouTube then down below in the description section, again, once again, you will find all the links that Lisa mentioned. Go check her out and download the the, the free gift as well. It sounds amazing, especially if you're a mom, because I think when you get older, it's not necessarily uh, your metabolism, it's actually your hormones which come into play. And they have a big impact on your metabolism. So it is all about metabolism. There's, a different, there's not, not necessarily age which has an impact on it. It's actually hormones, especially if you have babies. I should know. Yes. <laughs> so I know about it. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Lisa. So I think we'll have to have this discussion with you um, and have a, a bit more information from you in the Money Talkie segment. But for today, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to me, Lisa, today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest on a Friday Feature, asking them how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website,